I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the sixth episode of the series, The Great Migration, we uncover the story of the Sindhis that connects crocodiles, their patron saint Jhulelal, the singer Abida Parveen, the heritage they left behind post-partition, and the life lessons their story holds for us. मैं दीवानी कुछ ना जाना मस्त होके गावा दुनिया राजी करके कमले फिर भी चैन न आना सारी खुशियां मिल जावाते पीछे की रह जाना सारी खुशियां मिल जावाते पीछे की रह जाना तेरे बस में कुछ भी नहीं है दिल नु ऐ समझावा तू झूम 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 ओ तू झूम 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 In the 13th and the latest season of Coke Studio Pakistan this song has quickly raced to the top of the charts breaking in 22 million listens on YouTube the song is a collaboration between Naseebo Lal a Marwari born in Pakistan and the peerless Abida Parveen but Abida Parveen's talent often overshadows a key aspect of the singer her appearance if you check out the video whose link you will find in the show notes you will notice her wearing a dupatta around her neck In fact, if you check out any of her Coke Studio appearances, you will see her sporting dupattas everywhere. It's no ordinary dupatta though. She is wearing an ajrak, a Sindhi dupatta, which she claims comes from the dargah of Sufi saint Shah Abdul Latif Bhitai. The dargah is located in the small town of Bhitsha, which gets its name from the Sufi saint. About a thousand kilometers away in Ludhiana, India, a writer is born. It's 1912. pre-independence undivided india and he goes on to become arguably the finest urdu writer of the 20th century one of his most popular stories yazid is set in the backdrop of partition in 1947 in present day pakistan the key protagonist jina constantly worries about the violence being unleashed in her advanced stages of pregnancy her fears are heightened by the rumor that india might shut the water supply to pakistan's canals thereby leaving the fields dry When her midwife confides in her about the rumors as well, she, however, laughs it off and says, "You talk like a mad woman. Who can close a river? It's a river, not a drain." Gina's fears, however, come true. On 1st April 1948, the engineers on the Indian side of East Punjab shut down the waters to Pakistan. For the first time in millennia, have the waters of this river been so manually and blatantly curtailed? The river is none other than the Indus, which gave rise to the Indus Valley Civilization, or the Sindhu Ghati Sabhyata. What connects Nasibo Lal and Abida Parveen beyond music is the River Indus. Nasibo Lal's ancestors came from the Indus Basin, and Abida Parveen herself belongs to a community of people who call the Indus Valley or Sindhu Ghati their home, the Sindhis. The curtailment of the Sindhu River was telling, for one could draw parallels to the destinies of Sindhi Hindus. With partition, a large number of them migrated from the Pakistani towns of Hyderabad and Shikarpur. Incidentally, my Sindhi wife's grandfather too migrated from Shikarpur into India. The migration was a double whammy for the Sindhis. 
The first was spiritual, for they not only left their temples behind, but also the shrine of a saint, Pir Mango. In the 13th century, a saint was fleeing the marauding Mongols from Baghdad and arrived in Sindh. Legend has it that an enormous 15-feet crocodile appeared to protect him. The crocodile came to be known as Mor Sahib. Archaeological investigations have also found the existence of a Bronze Age settlement at Mangopir, who worshipped crocodiles. Today, if you travel about 15 kilometers from Karachi, you would find yourself at the shrine, which houses a pond with crocodiles. Devotees feed the crocodiles in a ritual that has been going on for generations. But crocodiles were not the only animals that mattered to the Sindhis. The patron saint of Sindhis, Julela, sits on a lotus but rides a fish, specifically the famed Hilsa fish. The local Mohana fishermen assert that the Hilsa fish gets its distinctive taste from the waters of the Sindhu River, specifically in Sukur city. In the Sukur district lies the town of Rori, which has a strange claim to fame. A temple which goes by the name of Satya Jo Astha allows only women to enter it. Men and even cameras have never been allowed to enter the temple. Legend has it that the temple dates back to as far as the 8th century AD. During the time, Muhammad bin Qasim, who was leading the Umayyad Caliphate's conquest of Sindh, defeated the Hindu king Dahir. Seven women fleeing the war chose the area of the present-day temple as their abode. And when bin Qasim set his gaze on them, they prayed to God to save them. As they knelt in prayer, they were sucked into the earth. The site has several graves today, seven of which stand out because of the prominent and intricate carvings. They are supposedly graves of those seven sisters. The Sindhis believe that it was Julelal and the blessings of Satya Joastha that saved them from violence when they left their homeland forever. The second loss to the Sindhis was economic. Many left flourishing businesses and trading posts overnight. From the middle of the 19th century, Sindhi men began migrating to set up an unusually wide transnational mercantile network, stretching from Bukhara in Uzbekistan to Panama in Central America. Several communities and cities flourished. Shikarpur came to be known for its bankers, doing what is colloquially known as Bias Kadhanda. The Sindh workies of Hyderabad would sell products from Sindh, mainly handicrafts, in all leading ports of the world, going as far as Panama, in the west to Kobe and Yokohama in Japan in the east. They went on to create some of India's most loved brands. Gulu Mir Chandani gave us Onida TV, whereas Kanchand Ramnani gave us Karachi Bake. The Hinduja family from Shikarpur, fleeing Iran after the 1979 Islamic Revolution, ended up giving us Ashok Leyland and Gulf Oil. The rise, fall and rise of the Sindhis is poignantly captured by the Sindhi poet Mahesh Nenwani in his poem, Time history and Sindhis. And I quote, But our worth was not recognized. O time, you uprooted us and cast away the stems here and there. But we were the cuttings of roses. Wherever they planted us, we grew new roots and sprouted. O history, you are a witness to our deeds. We can combat with time. O time, you had your revenge. You drove us out of the garden and we turned the whole world into a garden. I couldn't help but connect the dots between the voice and lyrics of Abida Parveen and Nasibo Lal and the words of Mahesh Ninwani. Abida singing, Tere bas mein kuch bhi nahi hai, dil nu hai is probably the only truth that binds migrants worldwide. Tides, time and tyranny 
are constant companions, shaping their destinies, sending them far away from home, sometimes willingly, sometimes unwillingly. Maybe the lesson we need to take away is that no matter where we go, we must turn the whole world into a garden. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram.